This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen. Good evening and a very warm welcome to King's College Chapel. Thank you to our choir for that glorious introit. To explain, for our service this evening, we're relying on the piano and the organ is receiving its um, 
overhaul, and unfortunately, it takes it out of action this evening. So um, we are bound to the piano this evening, and I would encourage you to sing as loud as you can to drown out my singing voice, which is not what you want to hear. A couple of announcements. Um, uh, we will have a retiring offering, and it's in aid of Shining Lights, a charity assisting with the resettlement of refugees. Um, I believe the plate might be at the back, um, although I know that that access route is um, not the one you might take because we will be having teas and coffees following our service in the James Mackay Hall, which is just adjacent to us on my left. Thank you for coming. Thank you also for your willingness to wear masks. I humbly apologize. Um, but unless you're participating this evening, we'd appreciate if you kept your mask on. Regardless of what is said from here this evening, tonight is an opportunity for all of us to be very open and honest with our God, whatever that may mean. God, if nothing else, is a listening ear. And please believe me when I say God is a lot more besides. But this evening, you can be honest and open with our God. All are welcome. All are welcome. All are welcome in this place. Let us worship God by the reading of our opening affirmation from Psalm 105, printed in your order of service. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name. Sing to him, sing praises to him. Glory in his holy name. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. We begin by singing our hymn, hymn number 736, Give Thanks for Life, The Measure of Our Days, hymn number 736.
Let us pray. Sovereign God and intimate friend, almighty God, and fellow traveler, God of grace, God of power, God of light and life, come, we pray, meet with each and every one of us here this evening. In you, gracious God, we have someone in whom we can trust. In you, living God, we have someone who trusts us. We are humbled by your love, your care, and your ongoing faith in our abilities to spread your word. As we gather here this night, remind us of your faithfulness, your longing to see us thrive, your wish to see us shine, your plan to see us grow toward you and thus toward all those around us. We thank you, loving and merciful God. Forgive us when we fall, when we opt to ignore you when we seek first our own kingdom, when we imagine we can ignore you, your word and your light, forgive us, loving God, and remind us of your faithfulness and your willingness to forgive us to dust us off, set us on our feet again, and pave the road ahead. Inspire us with your word this night, we pray. Grant us courage and strength to pursue your will, whatever that may mean, and keep us from harm every step we take this night and every night. And now using the words Jesus used to teach his disciples to pray, we say together, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Amy Bender will read our lesson this evening. Our scripture reading this evening is Psalm 23, The Divine Shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. For the word of God in Scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Thanks, Amy. We sing again from the Purple Hymn Book, hymn number 726. When we are living, we are in the Lord, hymn number 726.
be seated. Let us pray. Loving God, at this point in our service, we come to seek your help, your wisdom, and your guidance for our lives and for the lives of those whom we know and we love. Loving Lord, as the weather gets colder and the nights draw in, we pray especially for the elderly and the infirm whom we know. As energy costs rise, we pray for those most vulnerable to be able and willing to warm their homes for our own parents, our own grandparents, provide them with comfort, company, and the resources to keep themselves warm in the days and weeks ahead. And we pray, too, for the young folk as COVID vaccinations are rolled out for them. Give them courage to get their jabs and encourage their parents and carers to grant permission. We give thanks that the young are generally unhindered by COVID, but we pray for their mental health to God help us all in the face of this virus. And in a moment of quiet, let us remember before God, let us name before God, people whom we know and love who are on our minds. And Christ says to us all, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. We thank you, loving God, for your willingness to listen to our prayers as well as your wish to see all of us thrive. And all these things we pray in Jesus' name.
Amen. The anthem this evening, Secret Service, is sung by our choir. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. It almost sounds ludicrous that somehow in the depths of grief and sadness and loss, God should promise something 
so helpful, so welcome, so rich and comforting. It almost sounds perverse. Blessed are those who mourn. They shall be comforted. We need to be clear what it is not saying. It is not saying that mourning is wrong. It is not saying that somehow mourning can be avoided. And let us remember Christ himself weeping following the death of his friend, Lazarus. Grief and mourning, the loss of someone you knew and you loved is a very human and a very natural response to loss. But then what is this beatitude saying? Blessed are you in the midst of your loss, your sadness, your grief, because in the very deep, dark valley of your grief, there is somehow comfort. Remember the words of Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I was in my final year at university doing my divinity degree. I was training for the ministry. I was convinced I would set the church alight with my preaching. Don't laugh. I, I had a girlfriend who I proposed to, and she said yes. The sun was shining, at least it was on me. The sun was also shining. On the day my dad phoned to tell me my mom had cancer. Six months later, she was dead. I missed two of my final exams when I went home for the funeral. I vowed not to cry because I was training for the ministry. Imagine if people saw me crying and, and I was training to become a minister. What would that say about my faith? And... Genuine grief is a very dark and very lonely place. I hope perhaps you have lost, you have avoided the loss of a near one. 
But I know, because I know so many of you, I know you have lost people close to you. And the truth is, the closer they are, the worse the grief. The amount you grieve is directly proportional to the amount you loved that individual. And so maybe I should be standing here telling you to avoid grief entirely, avoid loving anyone, avoid associating with anyone, avoid any social contact, avoid your family for goodness sake, and certainly don't get married and oh, for Pete's sake, don't grow fond of anyone. That way, you'll avoid this deep, dark valley. I can't do that. The beatitude is giving us a promise of a bigger picture in your grief. You only see your loss. You only witness the hole, the gap, the dark place in your life. Your world has been turned around, whether suddenly or over time. One of your anchors, one of your family, one of your soulmates, perhaps even your only soulmate. And therefore you feel lost. But our text today promises you comfort. Comfort, not joy, not happiness, not fun, comfort. And comfort will come in all manner of shapes and sizes a shoulder to cry on, a friend to walk with you, to commiserate with you, a colleague to take you for coffee, a letter from a family member describing the person you've lost in colorful and fun ways that lifts your spirit, a family reunion, a hymn that you sang at the funeral, which will always remind you of your loved one. The comfort will never replace the individual. The loss will always remain but the comfort reminds you, you are not alone. The comfort provides some light, some stability, 
some support, some safety when you most need it. And the reminder of how much that individual has left you better off. Thanks to them, you are wiser, you are richer, you can walk taller, you have been changed for the better. As the novelist Dostoevsky put it so well in Crime and Punishment, the darker the night, the brighter the stars. The deeper the grief, the closer is God. Or as it's put in the message translation of the Bible, you're blessed when you feel you've lost what is more, most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. The Lord is your shepherd. God will comfort you. God loves you more than you know. Thanks be to God. Amen. Friends, we sing our final hymn, our triumphant hymn of rejoicing. Thine be the glory, risen conquering sun. Endless is the victory thou or death hast won. Hymn 419.
go from here in peace and in love. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Sustainer, descend upon you and upon all those whom you love and remain with you now and forevermore.
This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen.